Chapter 6. Is a shopfront necessary? The question raised by this chapter wouldn't have existed 10 to 15 years ago, because if you wanted to open your own real estate business back then, the first thing you did was to select the area and secure a shop. As I had to do with my first business, it was a given. I'm not anti-shopfronts, I'm just anti the costs of shopfronts, especially if the task at hand can be achieved without one. I've met a lot of agents, and I was one of them, who find that meeting their monthly business operating costs are a constant pressure. Once I came to that conclusion, I decided to build a rent roll to cover the relentless monthly recurring costs. In doing that, I actually added to the costs and complications of the business, as the rent roll never seemed to quite cover the business operating costs. It's a great idea to build a rent roll if it gets big enough. But there's a ton of work, or a sizable financial investment, and sometimes both, in getting that far. My tip. Don't take on the additional business costs in the first place that you're trying to offset with the rent roll income. Create a business that's lightweight, simple and inexpensive to operate. Now there's a good idea. It's the crawl, walk, then run approach again. Keeping it simple with this approach is a mantra you'll keep on hearing in this book. More on this later. Remember my second business at Mossman in Sydney? Well, I had the shopfront from heaven. It was on the corner of a busy intersection in Mossman with two storeys and window displays down two streets. I really thought I had made it. It was the number one best position in the suburb, no doubt. Then, after years of thinking the biggest was best, I finally surrendered the ground floor and moved the whole office upstairs, reduced my rent by 80%, had a fraction of the walk-in interruptions, and the income was the same. Basically, it was an easier and less costly business to operate, much better all round. How often do clients actually need to come into the office? Clients sometimes come into the office to sign documents or to pick up the keys to a property. Most listing agreements are signed at a vendor's property and much of your trade is done at open for inspections and via phone or the internet. Don't you usually meet the client at their home or business? It's good personalised service and saves them the time and effort of coming to you. Does a modern, sleekly designed shopfront actually have the effect you want? Yes, it gives you more physical exposure, but do the financial benefits outweigh the heavy financial costs of fitting out premises, not to mention the lease? If you decide to go the route of your shopfront, to compete in the current market, you'll need to consider a design brief with all the bells and whistles, touchscreen interactivity, or whatever is the latest prop tech gadget, designer furniture, and staff to meet and greet. There are plenty more considerations listed further through this chapter. Many principals talk themselves into the high cost of a sleek shopfront by telling themselves that first impressions are everything. But they forget that a successful real estate business is about the people, not the premises. Yes, you want potential clients to feel that they can trust you and that you're a successful agency, but is it actually necessary to do that with a super-styled shopfront? Do Mr and Mrs Public really want to be knocked out by the high style and the high budget you'll need to spend on your lease and office fit-out? Are they really thinking, crikey, this place is upmarket, so this agency must be good? Or are they thinking, these guys must be making a lot of money from the commission we pay to afford this? I see this time and time again in the real estate industry. Your image, the clothes you wear and the car you drive as a real estate agent are all a part of the external brand you perpetuate. 
Of course, honesty and integrity as character traits are part of your image too, but they must be displayed by words and actions, not accessories. Have you ever stopped to think that it's a fine line between showing success and screaming from the rooftops that you are making a mozza from your commissions or rent roll? What are you saying if you can afford and choose to drive a BMW or Mercedes-Benz? Or, like my old boss, a Rolls-Royce? These days, a Bentley. At any given point in time, there is likely to be a real estate franchise revamping their brand and shopfront design. So, not only do you have the cost of a shopfront, but if you're a franchisee, you have the cost of upgrading when head office decides to bling itself up. Of course, a potential vendor isn't going to want to sell their house through an agency with a messy, paperwork-strewn shopfront that has an ancient sofa and poor decor. But my point is that you don't need to have a space to entertain clients in. The real estate business is traditionally one where you go out and visit people in their homes or place of business, offering a personal service and saving clients the trouble of coming to you. Last century, a shopfront was a necessity for doing business. It was where clients came to see what properties were on the market and for what price their neighbour's house sold. These days, shopfronts are nice to have, but really just a billboard for your brand. Smart agents use database management or CRM systems, digital marketing and social media and new technologies as a means of connecting directly with their future clients and customers, without the enormous expense of a shopfront. Then there are more cost-effective methods of connecting with the community, where you can target your advertising via online tools such as digital portals and social media platforms. Also, sponsorship of local community organisations and charities, schools, sporting teams, local clubs and the like. I've seen excellent billboards on buildings and strategically positioned on main roads in an agent's trade area, and vehicle wraps are popular too. There are also bus backs, bus seats, shopping vouchers, shopping centre advertising, sponsorship of events such as charity fun runs and giveaways of promotional items such as branded drink bottles, caps, t-shirts, fridge calendars, etc. The list is as long as your imagination allows. So I'm not saying that shopfronts don't serve a purpose for many agents, but nowadays there is a serious argument against the need for one. You should consider how much extra revenue you will need to create if you have a shopfront to maintain an acceptable profit margin, which could have been easily achieved without the shop and costs involved. At one agency, we have many members who have started out working from a space within their homes or private office, then moved on to co-working or shared offices, and then progressed to a shopfront as their business grew. I'd like to challenge your thinking about the topic and after you've assessed the pros and cons, I'm sure you'll make the correct and informed decision for yourself. I'll talk about the obvious issue of costs shortly, but it's not just costs that come with shops. I'm a great believer in simplicity. There is a certain elegance in the simplicity and a practicality associated with a simple procedure or operating method, which also happens to be far more cost effective. Will you need staff? If yes, who? What will they cost and will you manage the OH&S and other associated issues or will you outsource those aspects? There are a range of issues that must be addressed when employing staff, such as are you a good people manager? Personally, I was too busy keeping all my staff happy, thinking that was the way to manage the staff that would care for my business and give their best. Some did and some didn't, and that's life. There are people who are self-sufficient and wonderful, and there are people who are difficult and need a lot of support. 
then there's everyone in between. You don't know which type you'll end up with until after you hire them. How will you manage whomever you employ? Now, I don't wish to sound anti-staff, not at all, as I couldn't have done what I have without the help of some marvellous and loyal people who have worked with me over the years. Just be aware that like listing and selling, people management is a skill, and if you're going to employ people, then you'll need some of those skills. Do buyers find properties to purchase by window shopping? Not anymore. There is no need to even discuss this, as it's just not relevant to a discussion around the effectiveness of a shopfront. Buyers simply do not pound the pavements anymore looking for property to buy. Local profile building would probably be the main and possibly only reason to open a shopfront. Let's look at some alternatives to having shopfront premises. Upstairs, less expensive commercial premises. Serviced offices and virtual offices. Shared office with a finance broker or aligned industry. Shared office with other agents. Home office, what we call a private office, in the garage, spare bedroom, rumpus room, etc. Granny flat in the back garden. There are ones specifically for offices now. So if you've decided the shop front is the way to go, then fair enough, but you'll need to consider the following costs. Rent, plus outgoings, CPI increases, legal costs for the lease. Utilities such as power, insurance or insurances, theft, fire and business interruption, public liability, plate glass and possibly others. Cleaning. Yes, I can hear you saying it right now. Oh, I'll do that to save money, which you may start out doing. Staff, which we touched on earlier, talk to a HR person about the real costs with all the add-ons. And fit out. Painting, sign writing, floor coverings, desks, chairs, partitioning, lights, phones, computers, Wi-Fi, filing system, window displays, touchscreen technology, kitchen requirements, incidentals. The list goes on. Most of the costs listed above are completely avoided with a private office, which the public will never see or judge you by. So the private office or digital shopfront can be minimal yet practical, effective and inexpensive. We live and work in a Wi-Fi world. The broad use of the internet in our lives now means that the location of your business is not important. You'll be listed on real estate portals and may have your own website and social media presence, so you actually have your own digital shopfront. It's just not physically located on a street. And technology allows us to be far more mobile, using tablets and mobile devices to show buyers other properties while you have them captive at an open for inspection. You can be in touch with buyers and sellers wherever they are in the world, and they are far more likely to do their house hunting online from the comfort of their own home. If you thought it would be easier to join a real estate group to get started, and I agree that is an easier and more effective road, most franchises will be very keen to encourage you to set up a shopfront, employ staff and have their brand name up in lights. I don't agree with this push at all. It's actually comparable to vendor paid advertising, except in this case, you're the vendor paying to advertise the franchise. My mission is to assist agents in establishing a cost-effective and sustainable business with maximum profit margin. That makes sense to me especially when a shopfront is unlikely to ensure success and when, in my opinion, it makes the viability and sustainability of that business less likely due to the increased revenues required and much slimmer profit margins.
If you look at any reliable industry benchmarking, such as Macquarie Bank or Lee Woodward's Real Estate Academy, you'll be told. The average real estate shopfront business across Australia has a profit margin of approximately 15 cents in the dollar. Yes, that's 15%. That means 85% of revenue goes into operating costs, and this is considered normal. Well, I think it's highly abnormal to spend all that time and energy and substantial risk just to keep 15% of turnover. And I would suggest that it's also an extremely risky business scenario. How much do costs need to rise or profits drop before you are losing money? That's exactly why agencies go under. The expenses for running a real estate business with a shopfront are non-stop, as they run 24-7. When you're sleeping, they're roaring along. My objective is to create a business for agents where the above scenario is completely reversed, where 15% of revenue goes into operating costs and 85% is net profit. That is profit after all expenses. I know lots of agents who do just that. Yes, it can be done if you follow my lead. I also know dozens of agents who operate their businesses from the comfort and serenity of a virtual shopfront. There are no distractions to the important thinking work that is under constant distraction when sitting in a busy, noisy office. In a virtual shopfront, you don't have anyone standing outside the door of your office at 9am tapping a foot on the ground waiting for you or the receptionist to open up, or peering in the window assessing how busy you are, or are not, based on your window display. Or even worse, a person walking in and asking to be shown properties to get an idea of what's for sale in the area before they think about buying, especially when this can be done online in less time and far more efficiently. Personalised service, market-leading sales strategies and cutting-edge technology will count for far more than the size or location of your shopfront. If you're setting up a loan and starting from scratch without a national brand or franchise behind you, then a virtual shopfront can be a hard start, as you'll need to establish your brand, marketing, business operating systems, and find local exposure for your business. Equally, the financial pressure is even higher if you were to set up from scratch and sign a lease on a shopfront. This can so often be the stumbling block between working for another principal and taking the leap of faith towards setting up your own business. But if you stay working for your boss, you'll see a higher percentage of your commission go into his coffers to pay his expensive operating costs. Now that might be a win-win situation for him, but not for you. So what if you could set up under a national brand with all the systems and marketing in place? then a virtual shopfront is a simple, low-cost way to set up. The risks are low and the potential to succeed are far higher. I'll talk more about this later in Chapter 11. Apart from the financial and logistical points covered, don't underestimate the pressure involved in operating a traditional real estate business with a shopfront. A business needs to be a certain size and have sufficient, reliable revenues to afford a shopfront presence. My tip. So my advice is to start without and then add a shopfront later if required and when you can afford it. Just to give you an idea of how strong this trend is, more than 65% of members in the one agency group operate from the convenience of a virtual office and enjoy considerable cost savings. The first member to the one agency group was located in Terrigal on the central coast of New South Wales. And they indicated from the outset that all the agents in the area had shopfronts, 
and therefore they needed one as well. After careful consideration, they decided to commence without the shop front, as I said to them at the time, that if they felt a shop front was necessary, they could always open one, but that they couldn't do it in reverse. They thanked me several months later, saying it was the best advice they ever received. These members went on and succeeded without the need and cost of a shop front. Another member operating from a private office at home recently told me he gets into his car every morning, drives around the block, drives back in and starts work, probably via the local cafe. What I mean is that if you open a shop front, find it's unnecessary and then close, you'll be tied into a lease and even worse, your competitors will probably suggest to your future clients and anyone else that will listen to them that you've gone broke and needed to close down. Depending on your personality, a simple, uncomplicated virtual shopfront business is far easier and less stressful. If you're less stressed, you'll have more energy and enthusiasm for your work, and as a consequence, you'll be better at what you do. Conversely, if you're stressed and under the pump to find all the deals needed to pay all the operating costs, then you'll potentially be less efficient at what you do and less productive, resulting in less deals. Then you're highly likely to get into a vicious circle with no relief, commission breath as Tom Panos refers to it. There will still be outgoings, of course, which is why I actually call the low-cost business approach smart operating costs, rather than suggesting you have a low-cost operating model, which carries the connotation of being cheap or possibly poor quality. I believe one agency shines here, as agents have the opportunity to step into a premium business brand very economically. We have gone to great lengths and substantial expense to produce a high-quality product, which is constantly being refined and improved. It's a bit like a software company that will spend millions on developing a product that consumers can subscribe to very inexpensively. Numbers deliver viability, and so it is for one agency. Small amount from many members. Win-win. Don't underestimate how potent and enjoyable a simple, structured and easy-to-manage virtual shopfront business can be.